Hi, everybody. Welcome to the CT Improv Podcast. We have not recorded an episode in 11 months, <laughs> but I'm delighted to restart the podcast series with uh, some good news. We have taken on five new members, and we are going to be introducing them all to you one at a time. Uh, so first up, we have... The wonderful Casey Grambo. Hi, Casey. Hello. Are you excited to be podcasting today? I am. (laughs) Casey and I just ate a lovely dinner of sushi while listening to other podcasts, so she is prepared. I'm so ready. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) Casey, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself and what you were like as a small child. As a small child. Okay. Or a medium-sized child. Okay. Um, as a small child, uh... (laughs) I guess I'll... Okay, here we go. So as a small child, I was, like, kind of precocious, I guess, and talked like a chipmunk, like, <laughs> so it was very high-pitched, like, <laughs> babbling, but constant, constant talking, and uh, I was always very interested in getting my parents' attention, so, like, um, and I was the oldest, so I was always trying to, like, teach my brother and sisters, like, how to do things, and, like, try, like this is how you do this, this is how you blow out your candles. Bossy. <laughs> um, I'm the oldest, too. <laughs> yeah, so, I, it, it was funny. I, um, really liked dinosaurs. Um, I really liked learning all the names of all the dinosaurs. Wait, anyone who likes dinosaurs has a particular favorite dinosaur. What is yours? I guess my favorite dinosaur would probably be... I think I really liked brontosauruses. I really liked mm. those. I thought they were pretty awesome. I had a blue one, like a blue, like, toy rubber one. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. So you're more <laughs> of a gentle... Gentle giant? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's what I meant. No. You are not a gentle giant. <laughs> no. You're saying I have a really small head? Is that what you're saying? Your no. neck is amazing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hilarious. But no, that's totally, I, maybe it's just like my land before time, like telling me that normal people are brontosauruses, but yeah, that those are the main characters. Right. (laughs) I love identify with this. (laughs) Um, okay. So how did you get from being a brontosaurus loving youth to into the theater, which I'm guessing is how you entered improv, right? You were a theater person first. I did. Yeah. That's how, Yes. Um, I wasn't always a theater person. I played sports, um, my whole life. I, I've been doing dance and sports when I was very, very young. And, uh, my dad is a huge sports fan and I just started playing soccer and basketball when I was five and didn't stop until I was 18. And, um, so I played like sports all through high school. Did like all like the varsity sports. Wait, did you thing. play basketball? Yeah. Varsity basketball? Yeah. They call you the gentle giant? <laughs> No, I was actually one of the shortest people on my team, which is funny and has skewed my understanding of how tall I really am. I mean, I'm, like, above average height. How tall are you? I'm, like, five, six and a half. But, like, if, that's, if average height is five, like, there's half people that are shorter than me. But I was constantly spending time with my sister, who's 5'10", and my, like, two good friends from school, which were six feet tall. So I'm, like, I'm tiny. And then I go to college, and there's, like, everyone's 5'2", and I felt, like... A gentle giant. <laughs> I think we have a title for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think we do too. But it, it was like totally ridiculous. Um, but you know, yeah, no, yeah I, 
I played basketball, I played soccer, and I did track, um, I did, like, varsity theater my sophomore year spring thing because I helped my mom, like, build the set, so I started doing theater my freshman year, um, I, I did The Wizard of Oz, and that was really exciting, it was my first play. Uh-huh. Were you a munchkin? No. I, well, it was in high school, so I was. There were like children who were the munchkins. Oh, so, so I, they like I hire out little kids. I've never seen oh, the Wizard of Oz done in uh, in like a high school. Okay, so what they had our school is very very small. I graduated with a class of eighty eight people, so it was like very small. So they brought up kids from like the elementary schools to be like we had three sets of munchkins. There was like sixty kids like, <laughs> in the show, and. Um, I, I was actually playing Dorothy, so of course I like got the bug because it's like you're the star, and I was like, oh yeah. So that's kind of like how that happened, and it was totally fun. And um, then I did Peter Pan, and that's when I did like varsity plays with my mom. It was like every day after school we would build the sets because it was such a huge set. Um, oh yeah. There's like it's like a three, it's a three act play, and you move to completely different places in every act. So um, did you fly? I did it. My brother did, though. He he played John. Um, I played Tiger Lily. Because <laughs> you're so ethnic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she the has brown ethnic, hair, everyone. She has dark freckles. brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's so funny. But yeah, that's how that kind of happened. And then I did... We kind of like got past all of like the young... The youth... Um, focused theater, and we did Little Shop of Horrors my junior year, and then I found out that plays could, like, mean something more than, like, let's have fun, you know, and it was, like, it meant something to me, and I understood why it was funny, and I was, like, this is awesome, so finish out my high school doing theater, and then I went to school, and I did the Rocky Horror Show my freshman year, and I never stopped doing it, and, uh, never stopped doing theater, and that's how I got introduced to the improv community. Awesome. So then you became an improviser. So yeah. do you remember your... So how did you become an improviser? And then, like, describe it to me. Okay. Um, that I wasn't guess... a question. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I'll describe it. It's a demand. <laughs> Tell me. Um, a lot of the people who I was in shows with uh, at my school um, were also in the improv group. It was another, Again, I went to a small college, so... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of overlap, and they were like, you should do improv. And improv was kind of, like, this really cool, like, counterculture at my school that we would all meet in, like, the PepsiCo Theater, which was in, like, the far corner. It was it was very much, like, just like actual theaters are in real life. They're, like, on the other side of the river, and, like, all of, like, <laughs> the freaks go over and, like, have, like, seances and, like, go crazy. And we would, we would improvise, and it was all student-run, um... So it was very much this, like, supportive, trusting, like, let your freak flag fly (laughs) kind of thing. It was, like, totally fun. Um, So I just started doing that, and I did that my freshman and sophomore year, and then I auditioned for the audition-based troupe in junior and senior year, and then I was directing in the club troupe. That's kind of how it went. It was, like, the people who were doing the, uh, like, audition-based improv were the ones who were teaching the other people. Oh, that's a great system. Yeah, it was really great. Yeah. It kind of got all screwy recently. They've, like, taken away the audition-based improv, and it's kind of hmm. all crazy. But hopefully they'll sort it out. Yeah. But it's a great thing. It's true that improv is, like, all right, well, we, I didn't do improv in college, but there were groups. But now that I'm here and I see, so there's this high school around here, 
around Hartford where their drama department was like seriously cut down or gotten rid of because of budget stuff. Yeah. And the kids, it was totally countercultural. They were like, we still want to do something, so we're just going to run our own improv troupe and they're amazing that's what happened at Fairfield. yeah that's... they are but these are these are 15 year olds right and that's... they're so they're the Connard high school troupe called parachute and they are great they are as good as some of the adult troops around here because they have that dedication and interest in improv they care of studying and yeah. studying it and everything and they do like one show uh, a semester and i was their monologist for one of them and what they do they pack it. There's like 500 people in the audience, and every single sentence that every kid says, the audience is like, ah! But it's because they run it themselves, and they like took such huge ownership over it that they, you know, became that. So That's amazing. We love them. That's so cool. Yeah, and one of them is in Yukon now, and she's in Horse Lincoln, which is one of the greatest teams around. That's so, so great. Yeah. Isn't it great? It's kind of like, you know, like sports. If you have good youth programs, you're going to have better. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, the Skrulls Hilarious. Better teens. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So you started doing improv. What did you love about it? Oh, well, I I loved... I guess I really love the idea of... I always get very um, happy and elated when I'm just seeing other people, like, succeed or, like, not in, like, a weird way. Like, if people are, like... If people <laughs> sing, like, a duet on stage and it, like, rocks and I'm, like, in the room... I like get teary eyed. I'm like, this is, <laughs> it's perfect. Like in, in this moment, this I'm is, happy and elated. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> two things that are the same. Um, oh god, like but a duet. It, yeah, and it it was really. It, I just get really excited. And so during improv, it's like every time you say anything or do anything, it's like an amazing success because there was nothing before, and now there's something so unbelievably awesome. And it's all your friends doing it, so not only is it they're they're taking weird things from their life and bringing it out, but they're they're making jokes about things that are going on like in your life or in the world or whatever. And it's it's a good place to just kind of get some emotion out, get get your giggles out, just kind of relax. And I kind of just I described it as like my religious experience at school, like. Every Friday, I'd go to this place, and I would spend time with this community, and I would partake in the rituals and, like, do the mm-hmm. warm-ups and do the games. And then, like, there's a big celebration, like, every once in a while. So, it was fun. Like, improv Christmas? Like, improv Christmas. <laughs> we had improv Christmas parties. We had improv, like, oh, yeah. It was good fun. <laughs> you should bring that to us. We will do improv Christmas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, that was not that long ago. Right? So no. when did you graduate? You I just... graduated in May. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So then we're, I'm getting you up to CT now. Right. So tell us about getting, like, finding CT and then getting into CT and that whole thing. Okay. Bring us up to date. Okay. So this summer I was working um, at a theater in Westport and I, I had an internship lined up in the fall for, at Hartford Stage, which is where I work. And I. I was, I was like, I need to do something else. Like there, I didn't perform all summer. I was already starting to miss improv and there's people who don't do improv. You should try it because it's like therapy. Like it makes it, or like, 
it's like exfoliating your brain. Like every, <laughs> like all of all of the bad things just go away, and like you're fresh and it's renewed. So true. It's so true. And uh, you surprise yourself, and you surprise other people, and other people surprise you, and it's awesome. But I was losing that, and I didn't have that all summer. And I was just like, I need to find something to do. Your brain had a lot of buildup. Yeah, there's a lot of like <laughs> layers of crusty brain skin on my brain. You're welcome, world. Um, so. Uh, my sister was like, go look for an improv troupe. Duh. And I'm like, obviously I should do that. So I looked up, like I Googled improv in Hartford, Connecticut and CT came up and, uh, I emailed, I like did like the contact thing on the website Yes. and Greg responded. I vaguely remember this. Yeah. Greg responded and he was like, you should audition. We're having auditions. And I got so nervous. I was, I'm like. Oh man, I'm I'm not very experienced. I only have like college like background. And they're like, well, like why not? Like give it a try, and if not, you can take classes. I really was just looking for classes. That's actually what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, let me know about the classes you're taking. So I go to the audition. Um, like, well, first you came and saw a show. Oh right, as, as Greg would say, I shopped you guys. I was <laughs> shopped, shopped you guys. us. Yeah. Um, and I was so thrilled. Um, I, it was just a great show. Um, it was the Colin McEnroe show, and he was absolutely hilarious. And uh, we were in Studio Billings Forge, which was so cool and funky. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the city. Like, you know, like, <laughs> big the, the, the city. city <laughs> and it was just so fun and it, really good improv, and everyone was having a great time. Um, every beat was different and brought something new and interesting about, like, this group of people and i was just like i want to know who these people are like it was very intriguing um so then that was awesome then i don't know if it was the next day or if it was like the end of the weekend it was very close together i think i went on friday and then sunday was auditions or something and i went to the audition and it was very very nerve-wracking but i had a lot of fun and i remember you staying very calm you were like (laughs) you were like Moses parting the Red Sea is like, okay, <laughs> here I go. Here comes my scene. But I uh, I was also, like, a little bit taken aback because I hadn't done short form in forever. Yeah. And uh, I actually started my improv career, quotation marks, quotation marks, in a short form troupe mm-hmm. with my improv club. And it, it really, people might say that it's not, it, it's not, like, the basis, but I think that... Short form is just giving you an opportunity, giving you more structure to learn how to do long formy moves mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that uh, getting back to that has been really helpful in me understanding more, uh, like, higher level improv moves. Yeah, so. I think that scenes that, I think in a way, it sometimes people say short form is easier because, and this I agree with, Every three minutes, if it's going horribly, it just ends, and then you get to a chance to restart your whole show. Right. But also, if you don't have good basic skills, it becomes instantaneously clear in short form. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think long form's easier to fake for some people right. than short form. So, yeah. Because you have to... It, if you're just... It could very easily, like, implode, as like we say. Like, mm-hmm. you could just... I don't know what to do, so... You can't, you can't play the game unless you know how to... Yeah. Do it. I don't know. It yeah. doesn't make any sense what I'm saying, but. Yeah. So you got in. <laughs> we called you. Yes. I was so shocked. I was so excited. 
Um, everyone was screaming. And I, the thing is, is that I didn't get the phone call. I missed the phone call because I was talking to my friend in her house. I left my phone in the other room like a fool. And then I go back and I was like, there's an unknown number. There's an unknown number. <laughs> and I like listened to the voicemail because I didn't know how to check. I had gotten a new phone like that oh, week. Oh, God damn it. I got a new phone that week. So I'm like, how do I check the messages? I felt like I was a million years old. And then I finally was able to get it. And I, because I had called you guys back and then you called me back. It was, and you guys were like, "So, did you get the message?" I'm like, "What message? I'm dumb." And, <laughs> and uh, they were like, "Oh no, we took an idiot." <laughs> she doesn't know how to use a phone, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's kind of what it was, and it was great times. Yeah, yay! So that, and so now you're in CT. It's been four months of heaven <laughs> slash very hard work. <laughs> yes, lots of hard work. I haven't had. Uh, like two times a week improv ever and right now if, if i keep doing every opportunity that ct gives it'll be four times a week plus so oh, i already calculated for you you're having a six day improv, improv week. week i thought about that when i offered to cancel and that's not including recording. all the improvising i do just when i wake up in the to morning live. to live yeah <laughs> or just you in the Being mirror like, hey <laughs> mind me at yourself <laughs> hey what's that i don't know how do you feel about that <laughs> but uh, yeah it, it's gonna be fun i'm it makes me feel better like it really is one of the things that i do to to chill to chill out yeah it always you know it's amazing to think all right, so here's the side anxiety of mine. So I spend so much time on the computer now, and I'm, like, addicted to the computer and addicted to the oh, phone yeah. and everything. And improv is the most possible analog activity. You're not engaging with anything except other People, humans. right. And it's very refreshing in that regard and very relaxing. Exactly. You can really – I can really easily get hard on myself and be like, you check Facebook every three seconds, crazy, and then, like, you realize that – it reminds your, you to go check in with people. Yeah. It's very easy to just kind of be like, everyone's busy. Like, no one's on Facebook. And it's like, wait a second. Everyone's right there. Just go do something. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's talk about... I asked you to prepare to tell me some things you think are funny or okay. things that, like, define your sense of humor in some way. Okay. Um. So, Casey Grambo. What are some things you find hilarious? Okay. Things that I find really hilarious. Um, I find, well, everyone laughs at me for thinking this. I find, like, like overreactions or heightened emotions very funny. <laughs> like, ex- Can you give an example? Um, just when, like, if people, if something happens and people, like, pretend that it's, like, the worst thing that's ever happened and I feel like people do that a lot. I don't know. Just like, oh, being, well, being overdramatic for like no reason. Wait a minute. Yeah, because this is something that you do. No, not like, not something that I, <laughs> I do it because other people have done it to me and it makes me laugh. So I was like, I like kind of like teach other people to do it so that they do it for me and then I think it's funny. Yeah, so one thing, listeners, that Casey does is she will, well, first of all, you have a very expressive face. So you're already a leg up on the... Over exaggerating. I'm not a radio person. <laughs> but, um, Casey does like fake yelling all the time. It took me a while to understand that you weren't really upset all the time. So uh, here, we'll do an example. I'm you. Tell, tell me some piece of bad news about my dinner here. Julia, 
I think that the avocado roll might have been really old. Oh my god! <laughs> so that's a classic. <laughs> but me and my friend, my friend Gabrielle and I, she would do it to me all the time, and just cracks me up. I it just makes me laugh. It like I always like spills over into laughter to me. I don't know. Making noise makes yeah. me laugh. Being noisy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, what else? Other things I think are um, yeah. wonderful. Um, I, I guess we can talk about like TV shows and stuff. Oh yeah, people have done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, anything. Um, I think that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and all of their TV shows are unbelievably funny. Mm-hmm. I, it's so refreshing and exciting to like completely plug in to like a female comedic voice, mm-hmm. and it, especially Tina Fey because. I was I'm not, in, I don't think I was in theater for as long as she was, like, in her life, but it's such a specific thing. Like, she makes jokes about being a theater tech major all the time, and I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> Does she? Oh, I've yeah. I've never even picked up on that. Oh, yeah, she makes, like, a bunch of them during the, see, it's the thing that, like, I'm, but everyone's got their own You're listening thing. for it, yeah. Yeah, exactly, their own thing that they tune into, and, like, the idea of, like, being, like, I need to eat that hot dog or like, you know, just like, and she's just so funny and like completely able to just let it all out there. Like, these are my, these are my goofy things about me. Yeah. You know what I love about Tina Fey? Like, I think that it's rare to see depicted a high functioning person who doesn't have it all together like almost like a high functioning alcoholic oh absolutely she's incredibly successful and obviously this is exaggerating on 30 rock but i feel like it must be reflective of her life because the jokes are so specific oh yeah yeah um but you know there's you know there's a depiction of like the kind of high-powered woman who's just like got all together she knows what's up like murphy brown or whatever right but tina fey is constantly just as you were saying, like improvising every second of every day. And I think that is so, it feels so real. And oh, yeah. I'm like, yes, I can make it through a week of activity. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I need to make it. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that I think is so funny is that, well, first of all, the show, I watch it and every time I'm laughing at a different line. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that there's some, I love the fact that with some of these shows, there's some jokes that I just don't understand. And I continue to not understand them, and, and it puzzles me. Like the blue, Does it like humble you? the blue dude. Yes, it humbles. Me. <laughs> and I like the whole thing of Tracy Jordan seeing that random blue dude. Uh-huh. I, I don't like that dude. It's <laughs> just like, what is this? Like all of the characters that I can't. The woman who plays Debbie Downer on SNL. Oh, Rachel Dredge. Rachel Dredge. Like all of her characters. I'm just like, you are. This is her like character arc is just odd like the entire time it's very funny but the fact that um the idea that they also can like step out of reality Mm -hmm. um like it's very obvious that it's the same woman she's very like they're not covering up that she is like the make her look different uh i think that that's really fun like it's super theatrical so like watching those kind of things is really fun too yeah she is so funny rachel dress She's so weird, and she owns how weird she looks and is, and totally. And Amy Poehler, I love that. Like with Parks and Rec specifically, she's made something comedic about someone really nice, you know, without making fun of the fact that she's nice, right? You know, absolutely. This idea that it's it's all you almost want to make fun of her, but then you understand that. But why would she? Because she fucking because she's the nicest person in the world. (laughs) <laughs> nice person in the world and just I 
Oh my god. And I love how they're both like topical without being hard hitting. Mm-hmm. And and that, that's good and very exciting to like get that stuff out there and not like the whole like birth certificate episode. And it's just like this is not about politics at all. It's about it's just inspired by. Yeah, exactly. Yes, very much like we're going to take an idea like all the NBC shows suck right now and we're going to make it about like how <laughs> our show about how our show sucks right now. <laughs> very funny. Yeah. Any other movies or like are any there? Bleh. We're going to cut that out. We're back. Are there any? <laughs> <laughs> are there any particular plays or musicals that you find absolutely hilarious? Being someone who is immersed in that world all the time. Yeah, I mean, let's think really quick. I think Little Shop is hilarious. I think that... I know you think Bat Boy is hilarious. Oh, Bat Boy is hilarious. I, it's just, it, it, um, I, like, they're, like, the, there's so many patter songs and just, like, quick little things that you gotta pick up on, and it's, like, dark and weird and also really, I don't know, it makes you uncomfortable. They're, like... There's like animal orgies, and you're like, "What the heck?" <laughs> and it's like, oh my god! Oh and, my god! Yeah, <laughs> and I, I like getting shocked by that kind of stuff. That's like another thing. I, like I watched um, Doug Stanhope like stand up today. Never have seen anything of his stuff, and I just like, I like being like be laughing about things that make me uncomfortable, and then it makes me more <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> But yeah, other plays I think are funny. Um, oh, this is so embarrassing. I don't have things. No, like that's okay. In my head. Um, you don't have to. I was just, you know. Oh no, that's okay. Other musicals. Well, Book of Mormon is hilarious, but oh, that's yeah. kind of like everybody obvious. loves that now. Yeah, but it is so funny. It's so funny. I think Rocky Horror Show is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like the way it's written is just so bizarre. Okay, well that's good. All right, well, Casey, we are almost done. Okay. We're not totally done. All right. I didn't tell you this, but oh. it's, this is, some people hate this, some people find it easy. Just to end, what everyone does is just give a final five facts about yourself oh. that we have not yet addressed in any way on this podcast. Oh, goodness me. Take your time. Okay. So, number one. Number one, a fact about me. I. Oh, man. Okay, hold on. I. (laughs) (laughs) This is outrageous. I, um. You're gonna have to do five. I play. I play the saxophone. That's a great one. Okay. Like Bill, President Bill Clinton. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, no, not exactly. I played the tenor saxophone and he plays the alto saxophone. Oh. But. Wow. Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> slightly different color. Slightly different sound than Bill Clinton. Uh, number two. Okay. Number two. Um, I moved. From Pennsylvania to Connecticut when I was 13 years old. <gasps> Traumatic time to move. I know. All of my hormones and Oh, but brain you function. said this about yourself uh, a couple of times. Like, I know how it feels to be the new girl, so I'm not uncomfortable being the new kid. 
Yeah. So that's a hugely defining character trait, really. Yeah, I, I've it made college moving to college a lot easier, like friend wise. It makes. Mm-hmm going to a new city and it makes being a theater apprentice much easier because they're like hey we can pay for your housing but you're gonna have to live with some strangers how about that (laughs) i'm like yeah so that's that's number two that's number two um number three gotta dig deep girl i know i don't want to be like this is the stuff i can do my number three would be like for some reason i say girl now <laughs> oh yeah, no, this could be a thing. I have a good idea. So, no, this is a great segue. Um, when I played soccer, I played club soccer like for, through my whole life. So I was playing mm-hmm. school soccer and club soccer. And soccer was like a big deal for me. Um, my coach inspired me like comedically so much. He would always say stuff like, um, "It's so quiet, you can hear a cricket fart," and like, like, like watching you play is like watching like a bird shit on a wall. <laughs> Like, this is just, he would just, like, make outrageous analogies, and then my other coach would be like, listen, girl, this is what you gotta do, girl, and always be calling everyone girl, and they both have affected the way that I talk, like, immensely. I say dude, girl, and that was hemorrhoidal, like, all the time. (laughs) Metaphors that don't make sense, like the one that I made to you. I, I don't remember. It was like you, John, and Greg, and I made a metaphor, and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, what was it? I don't remember. Greg, do you remember? (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't know. But it was it didn't make sense. It felt like it made sense. <laughs> All right, number that was number, number three. 4, yeah. Now, now you're on number, number four. four. Um number 4. I cried like a baby watching Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> 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 I think a lot of people do, but I have like this weird thing about like sad old people. <laughs> there, that's a really random one. <laughs> that's perfect. I'm not. We're not even gonna follow up. Talk about that. <laughs> I have a thing about sad old Brooksy. people. Oh my god. And finally, oh, your final fact. You have um, one more. Okay. My final fact, I guess, would have to be, um. That I'm wasting so much time. Um, it's okay. I'll cut it out. I okay. A final fact about me is that I've. Oh man, Julia, give me give, give me a, a, a an idea. Can I have a prompt? Sure. Um, how about something about? The farm or your okay. I was, I was I was gonna say something about oh, that, okay, but I was like, okay. All right, okay. So something about my family is that we've had horse. My mom loves horses. My dad loves horses. My mom loves horses. And my mom, we've always had horses around, and I grew up riding them. But <laughs> I had like a lot of different like traumatic experiences with like being thrown <laughs> off of horses and having like hooves flying by my head and like stuff like that. Um, none of them killed me, obviously, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the bet. Does not count as a bet. <laughs> I am not dead. <laughs> I've never been killed by a horse. But um, I so I don't ride anymore. I just kind of like think horses are beautiful, and I brush them and do that. But I just don't ride them because my I get my nerves are like. Listen, you hit your butt a lot on the ground when you go on horses. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I guess it's a thing about me. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is <laughs> Casey Grambo. Casey, 
Say goodnight. Good night and good luck, everyone. It is time for us to actually go do, do improv. some improv. Yay! Bye! Exfoliate our brains. <laughs>